Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Today we pick back up our study on Ephesians. Hi, this is Keith Tusi. Welcome to Leadership in Context. We're going to continue our study in the book of Ephesians today. We're going to be in chapter 3. If you haven't listened to the first two podcasts on Ephesians, uh, I'd encourage you to do that. One of my objectives here is to really give you confidence with some keys of interpretation. And sometimes when you just learn to break down one book, it's like a key to the kingdom and it really helps open up a lot of other things. Uh, Just a couple key things about the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians was written to a region, not just a church. The book of Ephesians is amazingly non-corrective. In other words, the apostle Paul doesn't say, listen, I gotta talk to you about this or that. There are exhortations about holy living. They're general exhortations. Uh, But the biggest thing about the book of Ephesians is it's a picture. If you put the word vision in a lot of what the apostle Paul says, then I think it would help us to contemplate what he's seeing. But what he's seeing is not a vision. What he is seeing is the theology, the God investment of God in his people and God in his church. So why don't we do this? Uh, Ephesians 3, You know, chapters are are man-made, but if you go to chapter 4, the very first verse, it says, Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called. So, Ephesians 4 is a conclusion, obviously, of Ephesians 3. Therefore, therefore, that's a conclusion. And he says that you might walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. So that tells me that if I understand Ephesians 3, it's going to make me, it's going to motivate me, it's going to stir me to want to walk out my salvation in a manner that is pleasing to the Lord. So that's the end of the document. Now let's go to the beginning of the document, Ephesians 3.1. He says, for this reason, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. Now, he's going to outline that reason. He's going to give us the reason why he's in jail. And ironically, he's really not complaining about it. I don't think he's thrilled, but he's in jail for a reason. He's not in jail because he accidentally did the wrong thing. Uh, He's not in jail because the devil is Lord of his life. He's in jail because Jesus is Lord of his life. And he has a revelation that he's sharing that is worth going to jail over. It's the reason. Look at verse 2. For indeed, if you have heard of the stewardship of the grace or of God's grace, which was given to me for you. In other words, the stewardship, the treasure. God gave me something very valuable that I'm a steward of. I have to protect it. I've got to disseminate it. I've got to make sure it has a legacy. And it's for you. It's not for me. 
it's for you. So this is the reason that I'm sitting in jail. I don't know about you, but I want to listen to a guy like this. Somebody is sitting in jail and uh, they're doing it for a reason. It's very purposeful and somebody else is going to benefit from it. I want to have, I want to hear what that person is going to say. Now, verse six makes it so obvious and again, this is why you read scriptures in context. When you see something like wherefore or reason, like, okay, what is he talking about here? Look at verse six. He says this, to be specific, to be, you know, extremely clear what this reason was, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So he gives us three things that the Gentiles, non-Jews, are completely equal with Jews about. There is no distinction. Let's go over them. He said they are fellow heirs. In other words, that's uh, Galatians 3 territory, uh, where he makes the same argument about being of the seed of Abraham. As a Gentile person, a non-Jewish person, a non-Hebrew person, you are not a stepchild. You have no less favor, no less grace, no less inheritance. Uh, a natural-born Jew does not have a privilege in the kingdom. They have a responsibility in the kingdom, according to the book of Romans, but not an extra privilege. You're just as born again. You're just as much a son. You're just as much a daughter. You are a fellow heir. That's a revelation to him. He said, this is worth going to jail about. And fellow members, not only do you have an inheritance, but you fit in now. In other words, the church is composed, this is Ephesians 2, where he has torn down the wall and we are equal members and we are fellow partakers. Okay, then he says, of the promise. So we're fellow heirs, fellow members, and fellow partakers. So that which is in the future, uh, that which is now, and that which is technically in the past, because we have been grafted in in Christ. He said, that's the reason I'm doing all this. If you could understand, you know, one of the, the problems today, I think, is that Salvation is so plentiful in that it's so easily preached that we take it for granted. Jesus dying on a cross does not even shock us anymore. Uh, Jesus being raised from the dead is, oh, it's just like a historic fact. But he's telling us why these things are done here. He's giving us uh, a picture. Now, Look at verses 18 and 19, because this is how this picture looks. Actually, let's go 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints, underline with all the saints, not by yourself, not in a prayer closet, what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, the dimensions of the love of God, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you might be filled up to all the fullness of God. 
Now, this is a picture of what he sees the church looking like. The saints living together, demonstrating and experiencing every dimension of the love of God. Let's backtrack a little bit. Verse 9, talking about the revelation, talking about the mystery, okay? Uh, Verse 9, he says, and to bring to light, the reason I'm in jail, the reason I'm excited about this is to bring to light what is the administration or the demonstration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God. Where is it hidden? In God. Who created all things so that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known, what? Through the church. See, the church in large part was a mystery, even to the Gentile believers and to the Jewish believers. You know, they were waiting for the the immediate return of Jesus because they did not understand that God wanted to establish a church. And this is what Paul is talking about. If we get this revelation, it's what makes our time on earth engaged in the kingdom and not just waiting to die to go to heaven. He said he wants to reveal this through the church, not through the government, not through our own uh, prosperity and wisdom, but through the church to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. That's what God, God wants to show off his church. You know, right now, you know, we're in this heartbreaking situation. We've got this massive mission going into the Ukraine and we're battling the forces of darkness and we're helping broken hearts. But you know what we're doing? We're showing off the church in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this wickedness, in the midst of unbelievable brokenness and despair and hopelessness. You know what we're doing? You know what God is doing? God is showing off his church. And I want to invite you to help us. I mean, go to NR uh, Pastors Ukraine and see how you can help us show off the church. That's why I'm excited. I I believe this is the church's hour. I believe the world is watching. I believe God is watching. And uh, it's an opportunity for the Lord to reveal his bride. Then look later in the same chapter. The end verse in this chapter says this. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Where does God want to show his glory? He wants to show it in the church, his bride, his family, his members, those that are fellow heirs, fellow members, and fellow partakers of the stewardship and the grace of God. You know, one of the best demonstrations of the grace of God is the church where we come together, people that are very different. We have all different ideas and thoughts, but we are so in love with Christ and so submitted and honored that he would save us that we say, God, we are human building blocks. We are living stones being put on the wall and we love it, God, even when hell is breaking out that you show off your church. God, even in my own life when things are going wrong, when you show off your church and even now in the world when things are crazy and you're showing off your church. This is a vision. This is a revelation that the Apostle Paul is having. The corporate entity 
the church being an extension of the nature of Christ, where Christ reigns in his church so he can reign through his church. That's what I'm praying right now. God, let your kingdom come. Reign through your church. Hey, God reigns through his church by reigning through you so you are radically connected to a local church. That's where the glory of God is. And again, I want to encourage you to help us show off the church of Jesus to all the world right now. Let's really wave the flag of the kingdom of God. Thank you for hearing my heart. I would encourage you to go and read Ephesians 3 today. It's 22 verses. You can do it in a few minutes. And ask God to see what he was showing the Apostle Paul. This is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Christ reigns in his church so that he might reign through his church. God wants to show off his bride. Now is that time. We have an opportunity to do that by taking care of the orphans and widows fleeing Ukraine. You can partner with NRP by visiting nrpukraine.com to give a one-time gift or a monthly gift to help us make a difference one life at a time. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.